4: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Monday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. Bill Bunkley here. We are delighted to have you with us this afternoon as we launch yet another week of keeping you informed and also having a chance to chat about some of the issues that are just humorous. Well, this also happens to be a committee week in Tallahassee, so in a moment I'll tell you about some of the bills that we have been watching today today and tell you about a particular bill that we hope to bring you some of the committee proceedings, even live during today's show. But uh, we thank you for being with us. It's going to be an important week, and not only uh, here in Florida, but certainly uh, in the nation's capital, as the deadline for another government shutdown is looming on uh, Friday, the 15th, and as uh, members of Congress are scrambling to try and come up with something, That might be acceptable to both sides to avoid the shutdown. Uh, I think that uh, once we hear my report um, via Channel 8 News with our junior senator from Florida, former Governor Rick Scott, uh, I don't know whether he is uh, signaling something or not, but at least uh, we'll have a chance to talk about it. As always, our phone lines are open for you. This is our afternoon discussion of the issues. And your participation is always not only very much welcomed, but it's very important. The call-in line, you might want to store this on your smartphone or on your rapid caller so that uh, if not today, when you do hear a topic that you would like to share your thoughts, concerns, or opinion, the number to call is 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Ask that you keep Mike Miracle. In your prayers today, he's uh, a little under the weather. He's out today. Jose Cruz, the veteran of San LaMedia, Tampa, is producing the day. And we appreciate uh, uh, Jose being with us today. And um, thank him for all of his uh, dedicated service to what we do.
5: You're welcome, Bill.
4: Absolutely. The veteran. All right. uh, Let me give you a little bit of an idea. If um, you are listening for the first time, I am also president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and uh, I um, I do a lot of work uh, in Tallahassee uh, before the Florida legislature, uh, sort of the dual hats that I wear. And um, this week we have what is called a committee week, and that means the Florida House of Representatives, as well as the Florida Senate. 120 House members, 40 senators, they've all converged with their staffs from around the state. They are in Tallahassee this week for what we call committee meetings. Now, the full session uh, of the legislature gets underway uh, the first Friday in March. So uh, we are counting down about a month away for that. And um, what happens is that will kick off a 60-day official session. The Florida House and Senate will be in session, regular session. Now, before they convene a the regular session, they have committee meetings so that, as you remember from your civics, some of you may not remember this if you were not taught civics in school, and that's the problem with our, some of our younger millennials and younger, is the bills that are filed, then they're reviewed, then they're assigned to a committee, and then if a bill is going to become a law, it has to go through the committee uh, and be reviewed or committees, more than one usually, and um, has to pass favorably. So even though the official session has not started, we're not, you know, excuse me, I misspoke. It's the first Tuesday in March that we get underway. It's the last Friday in May that we wrap up the 60-day session. So again, we will start that first Tuesday uh, in March. Glad the, thank you, Lord, for letting me uh, to catch that. So we have committee meetings going on right now. Monday and Friday of uh, any legislative endeavor in Tallahassee, because as you know, Tallahassee is very GU when it comes to folks down in Palm Beach and Miami. Certainly somewhat GU to those of us in the Bay Area because it is way up at the beginning of the panhandle. Now GU means geographically undesirable. You add the location of Tallahassee, And by the way, how Tallahassee ended up being the capital was way back in territorial Florida. Um, Anything beyond the line where the southern um, panhandle shores of the Gulf of Mexico, most of all that south was just considered, you know, swampland, very, very sparsely inhabited. So if you look on a map, back in territorial times, Uh, St. Augustine, which uh, has uh, claimed the title, uh, at least the title of being America's oldest city, so it's been there for a while. And then you had the other city uh, many, many miles to the west of that, which is is Pensacola. If you look on a map, the midway point halfway between Pensacola and St. Augustine is Tallahassee. So that's where they went to uh, establish the state capital. And when they got about halfway, they started looking around to the highest hill in that area. And that is the, the mound or the hill where both the old historic capital and right behind it the new capital. that's where the capital complex is located. Now, it's a shame that we don't use the same philosophy as in territorial Florida because uh, if that were the case, we'd probably have the Capitol somewhere around Orlando, Florida, Maybe even a little bit south, maybe it might even be here in Tampa. Why, when you look at the distance, if you are a state senator and you live in Key West or you're a member of the House and live in Key West, you know what is the halfway mark for you to travel somewhere in Florida? If you're in Jacksonville, what's an equal halfway mark, and if you're out in the Panhandle, what's a halfway mark? Well, it wouldn't be Tallahassee, and the fact that With the regional air service and more the commuter planes and the fact that Delta and United, if and when they're in and out servicing these cities, oftentimes you either have to fly uh, Tallahassee to Atlanta and then back down to Tampa or maybe having to fly Tallahassee to Houston on United and then turn around and come back Houston to Tampa. Um, And of course, you've got the folks in South Florida. It's not very uh, convenient at all. So, having said that, Monday and Fridays are usually travel days. For instance, today, we have been monitoring uh, committee meetings in the Florida Senate. They got underway today at 2.30. A lot of times, the Senate will meet on Monday afternoon. The House is not meeting at all today, but as things get crunched up, both chambers tend to um, not schedule much on a Monday morning, and sometimes they get... Underway on a Monday afternoon. For instance, this Friday, neither the Florida Senate or the Florida House has any meetings on the schedule. So this week we're focusing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the Senate, and I'm focusing on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the Senate, and I'm focusing on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the House. So what we're doing is, and part of what we do on our program here on the Bill Bunkley Show is. We will um, talk about uh, some of the bills that are being heard today. I'm going to just mention some of the bills. And then um, shortly here, we hopefully will take you to Tallahassee to hear portions of the testimony. Um, the Senate Judiciary Committee will get in the way at 4.30 this afternoon. And uh, one of our local uh, senators in our listening area, that is Senator Joe Gruders from down in Sarasota, Uh, He's filed a bill, Senate Bill 168, which is federal immigration enforcement. And you may have heard about um, um, sanctuary cities that are on his list, et cetera, et cetera. So we thought that um, once that bill is being heard, we certainly will have to take our commercial breaks. Um, That's how we pay the bills. But uh, we'll probably spend some time uh, after the 4:30 hour when that bill comes up and let you get a little bit of a flavor of um, how all that works. But nonetheless, today, uh, in the Criminal Justice Committee, that got underway this afternoon at 2.30. Give you an idea of some of the bills that I'm following today, um, researching and monitoring. These are the ones that are moving through the system. The lion's share of the bills filed are never going to even move. Most bills get filed, and they don't see a lot of action. sometimes, They might have one committee stop. There's a reason for that. I won't go into that today, but I'll give you some behind-the-curtain, behind-the-scenes insight as to why certain things happen or don't happen in Tallahassee. But to give you an idea of some of the things that uh, I'm uh, monitoring on behalf of the Florida Ethics and Liberty Commission, one is Senate Bill 130 uh, by Senator Stewart. And that is a bill that's looking at sexual battery prosecution time limitation. What she would like to do, her bill passed out today, Her, or what she would, we'll go to the next committee. What she wants to do is uh, lengthen the current statute of limita- limitations because oftentimes someone will come forth and say, hey, you know, John Doe sexually battered me. And the current statute has already run, which means that the uh, the alleged victim or the potential victim cannot do anything criminally because the the statute has limited the time to prosecute. She wants to push that time back, and so that's a bill that we are following. Senator 132 from our own uh, Pinellas County Senator, Senator Rousson, uh, he has some concerns about drones and drone regulation, so we're kind of keeping uh, kind of an eye on that. In the criminal justice committee, it was. By the way, it was, it was a busy day. Senate Bill 160 by Senator Book is one that we were following, uh, will follow. It's prohibited acts in connection with obscene or lewd materials. That just has to do with um, not just it's a problem. It's pornography, it's lewdness, but it, it is um, has to do with some of these anatomically correct dolls that are out there that uh, uh, some of these uh, deranged folks uh, interact with, and now there are children amatonically correct dolls out there, and so this bill is moving quickly to try to prohibit those uh, in the state of Florida. She also uh, has one on uh, protecting folks' identity with the public records, public meetings bill, Senate Bill 236. Then we were monitoring Senate Bill 332 by Senator Pizzo. That has to do with uh, looking at the issue of women who are incarcerated, uh, protecting them. Senator Brandis, um was looking at the extension of confinement for uh, folks in prison, Senate Bill 338. And the main one I was watching in that committee was Senate Bill 370 by Senator Harrell, Victims of Human Trafficking. So um, we've got drug offenses that were on during uh, that hour. Uh, We also uh, were looking at advanced birth centers, Bill 448 by Senator Harrell again. That was over in the Health Policy uh, Committee. So that's what's happening in Tallahassee. So we'll probably get back to that sometime here very shortly. We'll also, we come up, next phone lines are open, question or comments, 877-943-9673. We'll begin our conversation on Senator Rick Scott, who was in Tampa today, first visit as a state as a U.S. senator. We'll hear what he has to say about border security. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
6: Whether you're taking care of clients, kids, a husband, or all of the above, sometimes you just need a night to care for yourself. Faith Talk presents Ladies' Night Out, Thursday, March 14th at Bell Shoals Baptist, featuring Christian comedian and speaker Amberly Neese.
7: I was voted most spirited at my high school. I was also voted
6: most likely to shave my head and stand in an airport and pass out daisies. Food trucks will be on hand early. You'll enjoy a chocolate fountain, dessert, photo booth, and shopping at our Ladies' Night Expo. And most of all, encouragement and laughter with Amberly niece I'll be in the middle of worship. God is so good. <laughs> Okay, who claps like this except the cheerleaders? Mm-mm-mm. Don't miss Faith Talk's Ladies Night Out with Amberly Niece, Thursday, March 14th at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon. Last year's event sold out fast, so get your tickets today. $5 when you sign up for the Faith Talk Fan Club. Details at letstalkfaith.com.
8: Message and data rates may apply. Texting enrolls for recurring text messages.
9: Rick and Robin got Z Quiet for snoring. Listen to their story.
10: Rick is really good at snoring, very good. As soon as he hits the pillow, it's like, that's what it sounds like. One of the first nights that Rick's used the Z-Quiet, my son said the next day, Dad, I didn't even hear you in my room.
4: And with the Z-Quiet, I'm not being kicked and nudged and bumped
11: and, (laughs) you know, told to be quiet and roll over. Before
10: the Z-Quiet, not getting a restful night's sleep was... Pretty common for both of us. Waking up the next day, you're groggy, you're tired, you're grumpy. And with Z Quiet, it's a total opposite.
4: It's been great. Getting a restful night's sleep is great. Z
9: Quiet works for both men and women. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Try it risk free for 30 days for just nine ninety five. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com.
4: Bill Bunkley here, the Bill Bunkley Show, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. I want to remind you, ladies, that our ladies' night out is just around the corner on Thursday, March the 14th. That's going to be at 5 o'clock. That's right, 5 o'clock on that Thursday at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. And uh, it's going to sell out, and it's going to be a hoot. And uh, I want to tell you that uh, Amberly Neese nice is going to be with us. She was um, had a chance to chat with her last week. She was with us two years ago, and I want to tell you that this event is going to sell out. Last year sold out, and it's a great time to get out. You get a chance to get out there at 5 o'clock. We'll have food trucks out in the parking lot, plus uh, the expo gets underway at 5, and there's a lot of booths to look at, a lot of uh, door prizes you can register for at each of the booths. We'll also have some uh, light hors d'oeuvres during that hour. And then um, after a time of uh, visiting and shopping or doing whatever we want to do at the at the expo, then we'll go in to uh have a time of fellowship together and Amberlynne East ladies is just gonna put you in stitches. And I want to tell you it's a great thing to uh bring your Bible study, Bible fellowship ladies, uh friends, neighbors around in, in your neighborhood. It's just gonna be a fun ladies' night out. Go right now to Let's Let's to get your tickets. Let's dot com and remember that we also have a grand prize by our friends at Travel Cats there is a cruise that's going to be giving away as our given away as our grand prize and so want to make sure you hit that and also we'll have a little sugar fest at the end for our dessert time 877-943-9673 well this week congressional leaders are scampering to figure out if there's some way to come to a compromise on the showdown over the government extension. That's going to be a government shutdown. That's going to be coming to a close um, midnight on Friday night unless there's some sort of an extension. And, of course, the president had his um, assistants out in force on all of the talk shows this weekend, insisting that – uh, well, that he's still insisting that there's going to be significant border wall funding to avoid the shutdown or that he may uh, walk forward uh, and do this in executive fashion. Now, the follow-along with that is uh, today uh, former governor and our junior senator from Florida, Rick Scott, was here in the Bay Area, and he had a chance to sit down this morning with Corey Davis over at the La Terracita Restaurant, which is just a stone throw stones throw from uh, our studios uh in the west shore area and it's very interesting because um first of all he he had a time to to meet with some venezuelan venezuelan leaders in our community if i can get that out and uh, talking about uh how to um how we should continue to approach this situation with uh the the very evil dictator that needs to be ousted in that land. And it's always sad to think about that because Venezuela, uh, Caracas, was a beautiful city, beautiful country, one of the richest countries in South America until the advent of what class? Socialism. Don't forget socialism. Well, this is what's interesting because in addition to talking about that, uh, he had a lot to talk about, but uh, recently Governor Scott went down to the southern border to get a look at the border for himself. Now, here's what the pre- here's what uh, Senator Scott had to say, and you know that he and the president are, are close. I venture to say that they're very close. I would venture to say if anybody in the close circle has any idea what the president may or may not do come this Friday, uh, Senator Scott may be in that camp. Anyway, he told News Channel late this morning that we have to have border security. That is a, is a quote. And, again, he was just down in that area getting an idea of what the current situation is, what's happening with our troops on the border, what needs to be done. Uh, Senator Scott said he'd like to see a combination of a wall and virtual technology um, going side by side and moving ahead on the Mexican border. Here's the key point that I'm uh, just wondering if this is some sort of a signal or not for us to really pay attention to. He also uh, said he supports President Trump's idea of declaring a national emergency to fund a wall if needed. Now I've been reviewing various uh, sources and stories, uh, some talking about the fact that there uh, with the huge run up uh, in the already approved defense spending, there is quite a bit of money uh here, there, and everywhere that has to do with uh border funding, uh, excuse me, um, military funding of uh, major uh building projects. And that they have been looking at some of these areas where this money has been allocated for building for purposes of U.S. military. And I think there is some school of thought that some of that money might be uh, redeployed to the southern border um, under the definition that this is some building construction to help our U.S. military secure our borders. So. The fact that we now have um Senator Scott talking about the fact that <coughs> he supports um the emergency funding. I have to bear with me sometimes. I get a little dry throat with my uh with my ongoing um challenges here with uh with my leukemia. Anyway, the president uh, said the idea of declaring a national emergency to fund a wall if needed and he made a point of telling that to Newswatch 8 today. He said, quote, this is his responsibility to keep people safe. So if Congress is not going to act, he ought to use every power he's got to keep America safe. So my question to you is, what do you think? Do you think that um, this is a situation where the, go- the governor or the former governor and the um, now junior senator from Florida. I'm just wondering if he knows that if there is no agreement come this February the 15th on Friday, if we're going to see a situation where the president's going to declare a national emergency and that he's going to possibly move ahead with taking that action. Now, I assure you it's going to be immediately... There's going to be an injunction immediately filed in the courts. Um, the left, and I heard a great term today, the, lib- the limousine liberals of Washington. How about that one, Jose? The limousine liberals I like it. of Washington. Of course, the, the left uh, leadership is always talking about uh, those less fortunate, but um, the interesting thing is, is that... Uh, A lot of them ride in limousines. A lot of them have a pretty good uh, balance sheet, if you will. But anyway, we'll see exactly how this turns out, but lawsuits are going to follow. It uh, is going to be a very interesting week as the pressure is going to mount higher and higher as the week goes on. Now, I'm going to take a break. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. We are monitoring uh, a meeting in Tallahassee that's uh, going to be just getting underway. That is the Florida State Senate Judiciary Committee, and uh, we're going to try and listen in when uh, Senate Bill 168 comes up by Senator Gruters, having to do with federal immigration enforcement. That should be interesting to.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Bipartisan negotiators meeting again today to try and revive border security talks, with a Friday deadline looming to avoid another partial government shutdown. A Virginia lawmaker says he's been called a racist on social media for threatening to begin impeachment proceedings against Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax over sexual assault allegations made by two women. State Delegate Patrick Hope, who is white, told the Associated Press that he called for an impeachment proceeding to begin because he believes it would trigger an investigation into the allegations against Fairfax. The aunt of a teen who killed himself after his girlfriend encouraged him to do that, says his family believes justice has been served. Conrad Roy III's family spoke to reporters today after 22-year-old Michelle Carter was taken into custody to begin serving her 15-month jail sentence for an involuntary manslaughter conviction. This is SRN News.
1: Imagine you're at your kitchen sink and your 5-year-old comes in one day while you're washing dishes and he says to you with your back turned, Daddy, can I kill this?
9: On today's Focus on the Family Minute, Scott Klusendorf offers a
8: compelling perspective about the value of life.
1: What would be the first question you would want an answer to? What is it? What is it? Now, dads, I know what you'd say. If he's got a a cockroach or a snail, sure, go have fun. Just don't show your mother. If he's got the neighbor kitty, whoa. You see, you can't answer the question, can I kill this, until you answer the predicate question, what is it? And you know one thing everybody agrees on in the abortion debate? You want to find common ground? We all agree, regardless of your view, that abortion kills something that's alive.
9: More powerful insights and practical ways you can take a stand for life when you listen today at FamilyMinute.org.
12: How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to SurroundTampa.com. SurroundTampa.com. Connecting you with new
13: customers.
6: 50 feet turn left why are you driving so slowly
13: after a few drinks i'm taking it slow well
6: you're not fooling the cop behind you what get ready to pay in 0.1 miles
8: Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow, right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude, with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart you'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today it's true i can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow but what if it does shouldn't you have a plan go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council
4: We're back, Bill Bunkley, on this Monday afternoon. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. And uh, we are standing by because um, we are monitoring this afternoon and a bill that's gotten a lot of press. It is Senate Bill, Florida Senate Bill 168. I'm talking about the Florida Senate um, Committee meeting in Tallahassee. This is the Senate Committee on the Judiciary. And Senator Simmons is the chair of the committee. They've got a bill on deck this afternoon, Senate Bill 168 by Senator Gruters. And um, you know that Senator Gruters hails from Sarasota. He's also the new chairman of the Florida Republican Party. And uh, he's actually, there's two bills on the committee. His will be the second bill up, so we'll go to that in just a minute. But let me tell you a little about the bill. Senate Bill 168, the Federal Immigration Enforcement is the name of the bill. Uh, It is citing this act as the Rule of Law Adherence Act. Uh, If approved by the House and the Senate, signed by the Governor, and not amended, currently it is creating provisions relating to federal immigration enforcement. It will prohibit sanctuary policies, requiring state entities, local government entities, and law enforcement entities to comply with and support the enforcement of federal immigration law. Uh, it is authorizing local government entities and law enforcement agencies to petition the federal government for reimbursement of certain costs, uh, provide whistleblower protections for persons who will report violations. It will require repeal of existing sanctuary policies. If they're, Wherever they're at in the state of Florida, that could be for cities or for uh, county governments uh those sanctuary policies would have to be repealed uh within a certain certain specified period and we don't know what that is if this bill were to be signed by the governor it would take effect on october the 1st 2019 and um it may i'm looking here because it got an asterisk because it could uh some portions of it could take place on the other date that when things usually become law, and that is July 1st uh, this summer. And so um, what we're going to do is um, we're going to stand by and we're going to go directly to Tallahassee because the bill that's up now is uh, a bill that has to do with uh, less pendants, and that's not exactly probably for our audience this afternoon, uh, one of the most uh, exciting subjects that um, we'll be able to um uh, uh, get you uh, informed with. Now, coming up on today's show, we've got a couple of other stories, probably in the second hour. Um, The Southern Baptist Convention is the focus of a Houston Chronicle sexual abuse story, and uh, it is one that has just broken my heart. It has absolutely rocked the leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention, and um, we're not going to, you know, sweep it under the rug. We're going to talk about it on today's program. J.D. Greer, our president of the Southern Baptist Convention, um, characterizing what has gone on as just pure evil. So um, we're going to talk about that because the, the sexual abuse that's happening within our culture, whether it's in the society at large or whether it's uh, the Catholic Church, the Baptist Church. Uh, whatever religious organization affiliation you want to talk about, it is absolutely um, without question totally completely unacceptable. Perpetrators need to be uh, prosecuted, uh, especially uh, when it's uh, to minors to the fullest extent of the law. And uh, we need to continue to look for ways to uh, put in the proper safeguards for it uh, not to occur. So we'll have a chance to talk about that. And how about Phil Robertson? You know who Phil Robertson is, don't you? Duck Dynasty. Well, he's written a book, but he's also weighed in with an article. He believes he has the solution. And that there's only one way that those on the left and those on the right could ever, ever, ever come together. And uh, we'll have a chance to uh, talk about his perspective again in the second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. also want to remind you that uh, we've got a couple of opportunities as we're standing by for the bill to be heard in Tallahassee. I'm not going to be able to go to Israel this year and take some of you with me. So I want to tell you that I am just delighted that Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, my colleagues, are going to take that trip. It is a Stand with Israel tour. It is December 2nd through December 11th, and you're going to be staying in three-, four-, and five-star deluxe hotels. You're going to have many of the lectures and opportunities that you would uh, on my trip that you may have heard me talk about quite extensively. Departure cities are going to be New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Dallas, Denver, and Los Angeles. And, again, the dates are December 2nd through the 11th. You'll never be the same again. And so if you'd like to find out more about that, uh, please go to the website standwithisraeltour.com. That's standwithisraeltour.com or call 800-247-1899. That's 800-247-1899. Also remind you that we have uh, five books to give away, our Regnery Publishing Book Giveaway. And that's going to be something you can register for between now and February 28th. You might have been with us uh, Friday. We're going to probably re-air that, this, that interview this week, with uh, Luke Rozak. Rozak and uh, the book is called The Obstruction of Justice, How the Deep State Risked National Security to Protect the Democrats. Now, we have five of those copies that we'll be giving away. It's very easy to register. Um, if you're here in the greater Tampa Bay area, you're probably listening on uh, one of our 860-affiliated stations. So you might want to go to am860theanswer.com, am860theanswer.com to register. Or you, if you're in our Sarasota Bradenton area uh, and uh, anchored to our various uh, stations that plug in AM930, that website is am930theanswer.com, am930theanswer.com. You can go and click on the contest link and register for one of these five books we'll be giving away. And, by the way, if it's a book you'd really like to increase the odds and chances of you winning, every day you can go to those websites and put your name in the hat, and then the drawing will be from uh, those who have registered. And, of course, if you've got uh, you know about 25 uh, different uh, entries with your name on it, that certainly would uh, increase your opportunity to um, participate last i want to tell you is uh remember that we have our half price tuitions that are up and available right now it is uh, such a remarkable deal and uh, you know how important education is to me and an important important hmm, pardon me to know how important it is that um, uh, if things are going very well for your son or daughter Grandson, granddaughter, niece, or nephew in their current educational environment. Uh, Of course, we're not suggesting uh, making a change. But if you have some concerns, and i got to tell you, one of my concerns is just worldview. Um, If kids are not in either a Christian or a conservative teaching environment, what worldview are they exposed to eight hours a day? And I think we can look to some of what's happening when our kids are getting out of college, uh, high school and college these days and uh, how quickly those value systems are challenged by college professors. And so I want to tell you that if you'd like to look at some options um, about uh, this particular issue, you can go right now to ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. And not only can you find out exactly how the program works, if we introduce you uh, to one of our fine schools that are participating, and uh, you go, you visit the school, and it's a good fit, you're going to be able to have an option of paying 50% of the first-year tuition. The other 50% will be waived. That's a savings of thousands of dollars. We also have uh, at that website uh, the list of schools that uh, you can plug into. And so ChristianTuitions.com, that's ChristianTuitions.com. That's an opportunity to uh, plug in uh, at that site and get all the information that you need. Well, we are standing by on the Bill Bunkley Show this afternoon, uh, monitoring uh, the committee meeting that's uh, underway right now in Tallahassee. And uh, the previous bill is still being reviewed, looking at uh, Chairman Simmons right now. as uh, He is a veteran lawmaker, a very accomplished uh, a lawyer, I believe, from over in the um, Altamont Springs area. He represents a District 9. He's also the Senate uh, pro temp, so he is in the upper echelon of the leadership team uh, for um, our Senate president, who's also in that area. All right, if we can, Jose, let's go ahead and take it to Tallahassee. Got a few minutes for the break, but we'll hear the introduction by Senator Gruders. This is Senate Bill 168.
14: We haven't started, but he, he asked to be able to take up the substitute because, uh, because the substitute uh, contains... Uh, uh, significantly different language than is in the uh, in the main bill. So uh, rather than spending time spinning wheels on matters that uh, probably would not be relevant, uh, I've, uh, he's asked if uh, if it would be appropriate to take up the uh, substitute amendment. And, uh, and I believe that would be appropriate. So uh, uh, Senator Gruters uh, is going to be explaining the substitute amendment. That is substitute amendment nine four one three five four. It's late filed. is there any objection?
15: Yes, Mr. Chair. Yes. Thank you. Um and, and I appreciate the, the that there is a substitute and multiple amendments, but if we could um at least minimally hear the basis of the um bill and then do the um take up the substitute amendment,
16: please. Mr. Chairman. Yes. yes sir, can I temporarily TP this bill? Just Can I have a five-minute recess? Certainly.
4: Thank you. All right. uh, We'll take it back here to Tampa. Uh, Jose, let me explain to you what's happening. We have a procedural situation. We'll probably get back to this after the break. And that is, uh, first of all, this is going to be a highly controversial bill. And uh, what happens is you have had the original version that was filed. And then what often happens is you can have a total complete rewrite by the time it went into bill filing uh, weeks ago, and today it's being heard. And uh, depending on where we are at, uh, there's a little confusion going on right now. So Senator Gruders has asked the chair for to temporarily pass the bill. That just means you put it on hold and you go on to the next bill. Well, there's no other bills to come before this committee this afternoon, so what it ends up being is a five-minute recess. Now, we'll go ahead and carry this into the second hour because I'm anticipating some very interesting fireworks, especially uh, from those on the left uh, who are going to be there and testifying in opposition to the bill, as well as uh, those in support of Senator Gruder's proposition. So this is going to be, there's several major issues that are going to be facing Florida this year. And, of course, uh, this is uh, one of the ones that is going to get uh, the top attention. Uh, You're going to be reading about it tomorrow in your local newspaper. And uh, for us, you know, there's human lives at stake. And uh, especially from those of us uh, um, on the um, religious liberty sort of the side in, in the churches, And just to reiterate my stance, and that is uh, there's two entities that have two roles. Number one, we have our state and federal government. Their role is to keep us safe, keep things orderly, and in a process. So whether someone gets into the state or not illegally is one thing. But once they are here, then you have the church. The church's role to get in the middle of uh, (coughs) necessarily the legal state side It is to minister to people that are here, whether they're residents or not. So that's the issue. We'll have more of the Bill Bunkley Show and that bill coming up next. Don't go away.
5: Competition in other places.
15: This is my life. I'm what you would call a freshman in life, a supplier of fine coffee drinks to those in dire need. I am a driver of an unironic car from the 80s,
1: I've got a girlfriend who is way too cute for me, and two roommates who never seem to go away. My future has very few certainties. You've built a life over the years. But if your identity gets stolen, it's like your life
12: gets stolen. That's why there's Identity Guard, from the company that's already protected over 30 million people. You'll get the kind of -of state-of-the-art protection and information that helps you keep track of your identity 24-7. Identity Guard. Keep what's yours, yours.
1: Visit IdentityGuard.com today. That's IdentityGuard.com. This is my life, and nobody is going to take it from me.
0: That's
11: IdentityGuard.com. Your identity is counting on Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10 day Stand With Israel tour, December 2019.
9: Join Mike Gallagher for the Stand With Israel tour. Call to book 800 247 1899 or click Stand With Israel at letstalkfaith.com.
11: Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume.
1: I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me...
13: You're an author writing a Christian book, so you may know this cheery little fact. Old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. You know your book is fabulous, but hey, if it's not what a publisher needs, eh, all you need is your book in print you want it on amazon you want to spread the word the way you've written it so do it forget old-fashioned publishing publish yourself with 21st century christian publishing at zulon press fast and affordable zulon press gives you the power to put your christian book on the market the way you want it Zulon press knows your mission because they have the same mission publish your book see it on Amazon be a published author with Zulon press learn more with your free guide to Christian publishing visit christianpublishing.com get your book hot off the press Zulon press find your free publishing guide at christianpublishing.com Zulon press is a division of Salem Communications the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station
9: boom
4: Well, that's about how Bill Bunkley feels this afternoon, sort of humming away this afternoon because we are... Awaiting a short recess uh, in the Florida Judiciary Committee, uh, Senate Bill 168, which uh, by the looks of the crowd that has gathered, this is going to be a very, very interesting committee meeting. Those both for and against um, not only uh, immigration law in this state, uh, but whether to tighten up that immigration law or to loosen the immigration law. And uh, phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. So let me tell you where we're at when we come back. Obviously, we have Democrats and Republicans on the committee. So Joe Gruters filed a bill, and that is the topic of sanctuary cities and uh, the, the state of Florida saying... Local municipalities in the state will 100% cooperate with the federal government on all immigration action. Well, since that original language was filed, for whatever reason, we now have a substitute amendment. And just before we took the break, uh, the question was whether Senator Gruters was asking if he could just go ahead and explain the substitute amendment rather than explaining the Bill that he's wanting to take all that language off anyway and not to explain something that isn't now the thrust of what he is presenting, presenting and asking for approval. Then uh, you had one of our Democrat senators uh, want to have some clarification. And it looks like we're getting close, Jose. Let's go ahead and take it back to Tallahassee at least for a minute or two. I think they're getting back on the bill. Yeah.
14: I worked with him to come up with uh, language that would uh, uh, would meet those concerns and then I uh, went ahead and tasked our uh, our superb staff with uh, being able to put that together and uh, we did and that is the substitute substitute amendment nine four one three five four and uh, that is what uh, uh, is uh, what uh, senator gooder's was uh, getting ready to uh to explain uh because it uh it does contain a significant portion of the uh language in the first amendment and uh that was amendment 246112 which was a strike all and uh uh and now I know that uh, that Senator Rodriguez has filed a series of amendments that uh, were amendments to the uh delete all strike all amendment 246112 uh he desires to now draw uh, draw uh, four amendments uh to that and so while uh His staff, as I understand, is working on that with uh, the judiciary staff. Is that right? Okay, so that's being worked on right now to accommodate uh, 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 certainly uh, uh, Senator Rodriguez's uh, concerns. At the same time, uh, I understand that uh, Senator Gruters has been called away to vote in the committee that he uh, is a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, a member of, and they little uh, little uh, and he little needs little to be there for beer. that, uh, at least uh, during this time period.
4: This is the chair And
14: uh, that's just what I've heard. I'm not sure if, uh, but I, I was told that, and uh, and so Altamont we will continue to stand in an informal recess uh, until uh, we uh, we find out more about uh, uh, the status of. Uh, Senator Rodriguez's uh, amendment.
4: Okay, let's go ahead and bring it back. I'm going to take a break here for the first hour. What is happening is uh, there was the main bill, and then you heard the word strike all. What that means is that the amendment that they're talking about is the amendment that is going to be uh, heard for the bill. Now, what happens is Senator Rodriguez is uh, one of our Democratic legislators who has filed, I'm assuming, four or more amendments to the original bill, they were not drawn to the amendment, and uh, and so in order to accommodate that, uh, you have to draw amendments to. In this case, if there was a main bill, and there was three different uh, potential strike all amendments, uh, Senator Rodriguez should have drawn all four bill, all four amendments to. Uh, excuse me, yeah, all four of his amendments to the different amendments of the strike all. He didn't do that. And then Senator Gruters, there is another committee meeting where his vote is needed. So he has exited the room. So what we're going to do is we're going to monitor this into the second hour of the Bill Bunkley show. That also will give us a little more flexibility. We don't have uh, as many of the hard breaks as we have to uh, accomplish here. So if you'd like to uh, hear uh, the sanctuary bill, if they get to this, and by the way, the committee is um, over at 530. So they've only got about 30 minutes to get on this. They could probably extend this committee, but uh, we'll be over on AM 570 uh, throughout West Central Florida, AM 910 in Plant City and 102.1 in Lakeland. So thanks for being with us. If we have to leave you uh, for our answer listeners, but come on over. I think you're going to enjoy the fireworks in terms of a great educational experience. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
6: Come on, kids. We're late.
8: Honey, the car won't start.
17: Mom, the dog just sat on my science project.
8: Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. And you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com.
0: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com, a service of the Salem Media
15: Group. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Moves to oust, Virginia's top officials are slowing down. The governor
0: says he's not going anywhere and plans to pursue a racial equity agenda. A state legislator backed off his plans to submit a bill of impeachment against the lieutenant governor, who's facing accusations of sexual assault. In an interview broadcast on CBS's This Morning, Governor Ralph Northam says, after the firestorm about his use of blackface in the 1980s, he's now conscious of his white privilege and can be an agent of change in office. A Democratic delegate who suggested impeachment proceedings against lieutenant governor, Justin fairfax now says additional conversations need to happen lawmakers are considering investigating fairfax his accusers say they testify i'm warren levinson
15: correspondent sagar Magani reports another government shutdown looms as aides on both sides say the mood is not hopeful as bipartisan negotiators seek to revive border security talks today
1: the deadline for reaching a deal is midnight friday after that, parts of the government would start closing, weeks after the longest shutdown in American history ended. Talks broke down over the weekend, not long after it appeared negotiators were close to a deal. The latest dispute is over migrant detention policies, and there's still no agreement on funding the president's border wall.
15: President Trump spoke this past hour at the White House as he left for a political rally tonight in El Paso. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. In recent speeches, including the State of the Union, the president has singled out the border town of El Paso. He says a border wall dramatically reduced crime in the city, and he'll highlight that when he holds a rally there tonight. It's the latest push by the president to get billions of dollars in wall funding. But bipartisan talks hit a snag over the weekend, raising doubts that a deal can be reached by Friday's deadline. Greg Clugston, Washington. On Wall Street, the are down on by 53 points, but the NASDAQ rose 10, and the S&P advanced two. oil down to 52.41 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com.
8: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40.
0: or go to selectquote.com
13: Since 1985 we shop, you save Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors, not available
15: in all states The man accused of killing 11 people and wounding seven at a Pittsburgh synagogue has appeared in federal court. Robert Bowers has pleaded not guilty to a new
0: indictment that adds 19 additional counts. The new charges include hate crime violations, using a firearm during crimes of violence, and obstructing religious belief. Authorities say Bowers raged against Jews during and after the attack. Bowers attorney Judy Clark says the defense hopes the case can be resolved without going to trial. Clark is a noted death penalty lawyer whose clients have included one of the Boston Marathon bombers, a 9-11 conspirator, and Unabomber Ted Kaczynski. I'm Mike Hempen.
15: Freshman Democratic Representative Elon Omar, a Muslim, unequivocally apologized on Monday for tweets that some termed anti-Semitic, which drew bipartisan criticism and a rebuke from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. A dozen county sheriffs in Washington state are refusing to enforce new restrictions on semi-automatic rifles that voters approved in November. The sheriffs
11: say the measure might be unconstitutional and they won't enforce it until the courts rule on a lawsuit
4: filed by the National Rifle Association and the Second Amendment Foundation. Supporters of the gun restrictions say they're disappointed, but they note that the sheriffs have no role in enforcing the new
2: laws until July 1st when expanded background checks take effect.
4: The background check provision brings vetting for semi-automatic rifle and other gun purchases in line with the
0: process
15: for buying pistols. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. The new law also raised the minimum age for buying semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21 and requires buyers to first pass a firearm safety course. Recent reports by CBS News say that in the 2018 midterm elections, for the first time, gun control groups outspent the National Rifle Association in campaign contributions. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour is brought to you by EDI Travel.
5: Christ
2: demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN.
3: Our rights come from nature and God and not from government.
2: History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose... are the true in the living God,
0: and now the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, here's Bill Bunkley.
4: Good afternoon, welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Bunkley, and uh, delighted to be your host this afternoon. We are standing by; been doing so for uh, quite a little while during our first hour to hear uh, our first bill. Uh, on air of the 2019 legislative season of the Florida Legislature. Many of you who are listening may have heard of Florida State Senator Joe Gruders, especially those who are listening today in Sarasota and Bradenton. Uh, one of the bills he has introduced as a Florida State Senator is Senate Bill 168. It is in support of strict federal immigration laws, as well as the banning of anything that has to do with a sanctuary, city, or county or area of the state. Um, it uh, got bogged down on procedural issues uh, at about, um oh, 4.40 this afternoon. And uh, now it's been the committee meeting, which is the Senate Judiciary Committee, is in a short recess as Senator Gruters had to vote on another bill at a, another committee that's meeting at the same time. So we are standing by here, uh, and uh, this is going to be a very lively uh, discussion. Now, the committee is only supposed to go until 530, so we'll see if they're going to extend the committee or not. I see now that uh, Senator Gruters has re-entered the Senate um, Judiciary Committee room, so... Um, Let's go ahead, Jose, and I see that uh, the chairman may be speaking. Let's go ahead and listen in. This is Chairman Simmons. I do think
14: he should learn to be in two places at the same time. Uh, But he hasn't been a senator that long, and he hasn't learned uh, to be in two places at the same time. At the same time, we also have uh, 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 about four amendments that will be late filed that are addressed to the strike all uh, that, uh, that Those amendments Senator are from the Democrat Chair, uh, Senator Rodriguez. Rodriguez uh, desires to explain and then withdraw, based upon the uh, uh, the efforts sure. that have been made to reach a uh, uh, some compromise language. Yes, sir.
3: Sure. Um, with respect to the amendments, um, I mean, I, not that there's an intention to to do hands, but I would like a vote on them um, on the amendments because they're they are addressing uh, some items that we haven't discussed a lot. they're uh, fairly limited in scope. All right. Uh,
14: then uh, uh, we'll look at them, and we'll go from there. All right. Uh, Senator Grutter. There's a
4: big difference between offering nine, an amendment change, to make a political or an issue statement and then making the members of the committee actually vote on it. So you heard that little hesitation, and Senator Simmons, the chair. So let's continue to listen and see right, how this uh, unfolds.
14: Amendment number nine four one three five four. Uh, Senator Gruters, you are recognized to explain the substitute amendment.
16: Thank you, Chairman and members, for hearing this uh, bill, and I apologize for having to go back and forth. This bill is about the rule of law. This bill is about Florida working together alongside the federal government to enforce our immigration laws. This bill is about cooperation and keeping our communities safe and making sure we keep criminals off the street. Immigration is a federal issue, and this bill does nothing to change immigration policy of law. It simply requires the law on the books to be enforced. This bill seeks to ensure that state and local governments cooperate with federal government officials to enforce and not obstruct immigration laws. In its most general and broad terms, the bill prohibits sanctuary jurisdictions, requires state and local entities to comply with federal immigration detainers, and provides legal remedies to redress noncompliance with the Act. Currently in Florida, there is no definition for what a sanctuary policy is. And thus, that's creating a lot of confusion. As a matter of fact, some of the articles that have been written about today's hearing says there's no sanctuary jurisdictions in Florida currently, and they're somewhat accurate because there's no definition of what a sanctuary jurisdiction is. This bill defines what a sanctuary policy is, as well as prohibiting any such policies in Florida. A sanctuary policy is one which prevents the honoring lawful of detainer requests, notification of prisoner and or detainer releases, allowing inmates to be interviewed, initiating immigration status investigations, providing a federal immigration agency with an inmates' incarceration status or release date. And out of the 67 counties uh, statewide, we currently have 27 that have existing agreements with ICE currently. My local sheriff, Tom Knight, is, has one of those agreements in place. And since 2009, over 500 people have been deported from 35 nations cooperation works and it should be required throughout Florida to protect our law-abiding citizens that is the bill mr chairman
14: all right uh, senators uh, we are now on the substitute amendment and it is 941354 uh, and uh, uh Senator Gruters having explained the uh, the substitute amendment uh, are there any questions? Are there any questions Senators? Sure. Yes uh, Senator Rodriguez you are recognized Chair
3: sure, thank you for the uh, recognition uh, I, I think you, you started in the explanation of the bill to address the issue the confusion about what a sanctuary city is when we hear the term sanctuary often we think of you know I think some of the analysis has made reference to the in the 1980s there was a religious movement to actually have sanctuaries, right, which I think people uh, the, the connotation of uh, is harboring, right could, could you go into the definition a little bit more and exactly what a sanctuary policy is as defined here uh, just so that we have an understanding because it sounds like from your explanation it's not referencing, you know, the, uh, harboring or anything like that, it's, it's more narrow right?
16: Yes, Directly. and and I'll read it right from the bill Sanctuary policy means a law, policy, practice, procedure, custom adopted or permitted by a state entity, local government entity, or law enforcement agency which convenes or knowingly prohibits or impedes law enforcement agency from communicating or cooperating with a federal immigration agency respect to federal immigration enforcement, including but not limited to limiting a state entity, local government entity, or law enforcement agency in or prohibiting such an entity or agency from. And this is where, this is where it actually defines it. Complying with an immigration detainer complying with a request from a federal immigration agency to notify the agency before the release of an inmate or detainee in the custody of the state entity, local government entity, or law enforcement agency, providing a federal immigration agency access to an inmate for interview, initiating immigration status investigation, or providing a federal immigration agency with an inmate's incarceration status or release date.
4: You're listening to Senate Bill 168 in the Florida Senate Judiciary Committee live this afternoon here on a Bill Bunkley show. That is Senator Joe Gruters, uh, who has sponsored the bill. Sanctuary cities would be prohibited, as well as strict adherence to the law. Democrat uh, Senator Rodriguez is going to be opposed to this, and uh, he'll have some more questions uh, during this time.
3: Uh, With respect to taxpayer dollars, and it, it said that uh, from my understanding, right, I'm going to characterize the ordinance and, and if you disagree with the characterization pl- please correct it, but I'm asking you if if, if the Miami-Dade County ordinance um, that was in place from 2013 to 2017 would be a sanctuary policy under this law and what that policy does uh, from my understanding is that it says that uh, immigration detain- uh, re- requests, uh, the, the detention requests from ICE um, the that don't come along with federal dollars number one um, uh, and are not related to uh, a previous conviction of a forcible felony or a pending charge of a non-bondable offense uh, that, uh, that, that that they wouldn't be respected. That is, uh, detaining someone in Miami-Dade County custody with Miami-Dade County taxpayer dollars uh, would basically be focused on uh, individuals that are non You know, by Miami-Dade County's definition, dangerous or accused of a dangerous crime, Um, and so if that's if that's an accurate portrayal of the ordinance, whether or not that would be a sanctuary policy under this bill.
16: Yeah, it's going to cost money to comply with a detainer request. However, it will not just be local funds; it will also financially involve the state. It will give taxpayers greater public safety in return for the funding. And there is local. There is an agreement that the local governments can seek. uh, payment from the federal government.
3: up, Chair. Sure. Uh, Senator, you said that there would be a cost associated. Uh, I, I, I could imagine a range of costs. W- w- what is the fiscal impact uh, anticipated? Because I, I don't see any analysis on the fiscal impact of, of this. Program.
16: Well, it's, it, it will be local governments will bear some of the costs, but they can get reimbursed up to $50 a day by the federal government for the, for the 48 hours that they're requesting to hold.
3: Uh, going back to the previous question the policy miami-dade county had in place from 2013 to 2017 uh, is that a sanctuary city uh policy as defined by this that uh this proposed uh, substitute amendment
16: i would say it is yes
3: um and could you explain exactly why
16: the the bottom line is if you're not complying with the federal immigration laws that exist on the book right now this is all about this is not trying to punish anybody it's this is about making sure that we adhere to the rule of law as it exists right now. This, is the, this bill does two things. It defines what a sanctuary policy is. And number two, it makes sure that uh, uh, we hold local governments accountable to make sure they follow the rule of law, which is what our country is based off of.
4: So All right, Bill Bunkley here. What we're going to do is, Jose, let's go ahead and get one of our first breaks in. We are discussing the fact that an ordinance in Miami-Dade – Uh, That unless they are going to get paid and if it's someone who doesn't have a prior criminal uh, type of felony record, uh, they're not going to they have not been detaining people. And Senator Gruders has confirmed that if this bill as written becomes law, that would come off the books and they would have to detain. And as you heard, a federal detainer, when ICE immigration wants to hold somebody, it's for 48 hours. And for each uh, individual that was held for the 48 hours, they could be reimbursed at $50 a day uh, for the uh, expense of the prison, uh, the jail. So that would be $100 per 48 hours. Going to take a going to take a quick break. We will take you back to this Senate hearing in Tallahassee on one of the big issues facing the state, and that is our ongoing immigration enforcement policy and. Whether or not we'll have Sanctuary Cities. More the Bill Bunkley show coming up in a moment. From the Tallahassee Hearing Room, we'll be right back.
5: Wanna fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 That's
18: 800-704-1662 It's the shirt you wear most and essential in any professional man's wardrobe. It's the white dress shirt. And for over half a century, the Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford Dress Shirt has set the standard for quality, comfort, and style. It regularly starts at $40 or more. But we're so confident that it will become your favorite shirt, we're making it available at the exclusive introductory price of only $19.95. Go to 1995shirt.com and choose our classic button-down with button cuffs or our traditional straight collar with either button or French cuffs. Choose from regular, trim, and big and tall sizes with 55 combinations of collar and sleeve lengths for an exact fit. Order today, and you'll also receive free monogramming, and $8.50 value. Go to 1995shirt.com right now to order your Paul Frederick White Pinpoint Oxford dress shirt for just nineteen ninety five. Enter promo code COTTON. That's 1995shirt.com. Promo code COTTON.
8: Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new club for a new baseball glove you sacrifice a weekend getaway for a church missions trip you sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your son or daughter to the finest christian schools in tampa bay by half that's right When you go to ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find half-off tuition for some of our community's most reputable faith-based schools, ranging from preschool all the way to Bible college. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout the Bay Area. Chances are... There's one near you. You want the best for your child. You're willing to sacrifice. And here at Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910, we're ready to help with half-price tuition to faith-based schools. Explore your options today at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com.
6: Come enjoy chocolate, comedy, and encouragement. Faith Talk presents Ladies Night Out, Thursday, March 14th at Bell Shoals Baptist, featuring Christian comedian and speaker Amberly Neese. I'll be in the middle of worship. God is so good. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, who claps like this except cheerleaders? Mm-mm-mm. Last year's event sold out fast, so get your tickets today. Five dollars when you sign up for the Faith Talk fan club at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Ladies Night Out. Details at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
4: Bill Buckley here. We're back this afternoon, and uh, we are going to go back to the Florida State Senate hearing, the Judiciary Hearing Room. Uh, Senator Simmons is in the chair. A little unusual situation. Uh, They have sort of uh, suspended questions from other senators on the panel. There's a large group of people who have traveled to Tallahassee uh... both in favor and opposed to this bill and senator simmons is going to go forth with uh, their testimony and these are folks that have traveled uh... around the state both for and against what's a, what's a little interesting is is that senator Reuters had to go back to that other committee room to continue to vote and so for a while he will not be in the judiciary room to hear the concerns that have been—they're uh, going to be voiced—and so let's go ahead and go back to Tallahassee and the Judiciary Committee room, and let's see if we can hear from some of the folks who have some concerns, both for and against this bill. Uh,
14: forced cooper. Let's see, Linda Miklowitz. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, and uh, you're speaking for or against?
4: She All is right waving. In, in other words, you can fill out an appearance card. You'll be recognized. Oftentimes, I don't speak when they know where I'm at. And so, if you hear him ask someone if they're going to speak, and they'll say, No, I'm waiving my time in support or opposition, they will also, if it was me, I'd say, It's Bill Bunkley, President of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And, Mr. Chairman, I am uh, waiving in support of the bill. So, we'll listen in. That's what's happening now.
14: Waving, speaking against. Correct. All right, next is Karen Nelms, who is uh, uh waving speaking against the next is Karen Woodall, Florida Center for Fiscal and economic and it stops right there policy, policy.
4: well, hopefully we'll get uh, someone who wants to testify, not everybody waving it, it's uh I know there are some organizations that are represented there, so we'll see if some of those will come up. I thought Karen Woodall, a uh, very, uh, very accomplished activist on the left, would, uh, would testify, but she's not.
14: All right. And uh, you're representing farm workers.
10: Thank you. My name is Margarita Romo. I'm from here New York City, Florida. Got And I have been working with farm workers since 1971. And during that whole entire time, I have not seen the reason for this bill. I've had farm workers that have come here to work very, very hard and have suffered much. I believe that who one of the things that I heard... Uh, Senator Rodriguez asked uh, Senator Gruder, was, who are the bad guys? What are you going to do with the bad If If someone is really a criminal and you have to do something with that criminal, I think we're all in agreement. But if you're not a bad guy, what do you do with them when you take them into jail? What do you do then? If they didn't commit a high crime, if they didn't do anything... If they were just driving without a license, what do you do with them? Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned about this bill. I'm really concerned other about other what Roma? it means.
7: The,
14: the answer to that question is this bill doesn't address this. this uh, the detainers are issued to a uh, uh, a law enforcement agency that already has custody of someone who has been arrested for a reason other than uh, a, uh, a an immigration offense. And so, therefore, it deals... Uh, uh, mainly with the issue of compliance with detainers so it doesn't uh, cause the, uh, the local law enforcement to go out and, and search or seek uh, anyone. It deals with uh, turning over an individual who is already within the criminal justice system which uh, of the state, which means they've already been arrested. And as Mr. Gruters has said, Senator Gruter, Gruters has said, it's uh, attempting to address those persons who are uh, uh, already in our criminal justice system for reasons other than uh, for, uh, for that. So, uh,
10: I understand that, but I'm, I'm concerned about just someone that's driving without a license because you know we can't get a license, but we have to get to work. We have to get to church. We have to go to the hospital. If they were stopped and they were detained, what would happen to them? would you give them a ticket and let them go? Or would you detain them and deport them?
14: All right, and uh, we'll address that question when uh, Senator Gruters comes. Appreciate the, the question. You're talking about a person who is driving without a license. Yes. And, uh, and the question is what to do with that person. And Understand? the other
10: piece is that this is going to bring fear to a community that doesn't need any more fear. We've had enough. Thank All right.
3: you. thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Chair? Yes. if If we could clarify just for people trying to follow along, we are on the uh sub, we are on the um, amendment to the substitute, which is barcode nine four one three five two is that right
14: that is correct
3: okay all right and, and I guess people uh, can address questions to the committee and have them answered is uh, that?
14: I'm trying to move this along for those who think that this is uh, here, the, the purpose of this, uh, Senator Gruters, the made Chairman, clear, Chairman Simmons
4: is trying to narrow down the public testimony to where it speaks directly to this bill. And as you heard, there are citizens there that have concerns all over the wide array of this issue. But this is for someone who's already been picked up, uh, already arrested on charges. Finding out that those charges rise to the level that the federal government would like to uh, have them detained for 48 hours in time to come and take jurisdiction, that's what this bill is all about. Let's go back to the committee.
14: Right. As bad as mine. And but, uh, you're a student. Sal- Salona Salon- Afla. Well, waving against. I'm sorry. Senator Simmons okay. is
4: usually pretty good with Hispanic... Uh, Uh, names. Uh,
14: Mr. Amir, high school student, Florida Immigration Coalition. Miss. Okay. Because of the time limitations, one minute, please.
4: What's happening now is because time is fleeting and so rather than having someone be able to go on for three, four, five, ten minutes, Unfortunately, it happens, but they're limited to one minute. Let's listen in.
17: I'm an immigrant, high school student hoping to attend Harvard University to become a surgeon. I'm here today to share my story and convince you to vote against SB 168. If this bill passes, I could be detained in my university if a classmate thinks I'm undocumented and reports me. I am a U.S. citizen. I was born here and have all my papers. This bill will allow racist people that feel threatened by my existence to have me detained. This bill is not only dehumanizing, but unconstitutional. School is supposed to be a safe place where you can go to get your education. If this bill passes, it will, I will not only be worried about getting gunned down at school, but getting detained by ICE as well. For my sister, who isn't a citizen, she's in far more danger than I am if she gets detained. Every day that my sister leaves the school, I worry that I won't see her again. I worry that my 13-year-old baby sister will be ripped away from my mother and I. My sister and my mother are all that I have. They're my family, and I love them, and I've lost too many people in my life, and this bill could take my sister away from me. The people affected by this bill... Thank you very
14: much, uh, uh, Ms. Amir, and uh, appreciate it. And uh, I will point out to you that there's nothing in this bill that permits uh, the state or local authorities to come uh, to you and and take you away. Uh, It deals with those already in the criminal justice uh, uh, system. Is actually talking uh, about uh, her sister more than her situation. She is a citizen uh, by herself proclamation. Okay.
4: And out of respect for those who will testify, is just giving, especially I believe, my audience an opportunity. I might not hear the perspectives of those uh, who might be on uh, the other side of this issue from a conservative uh, side. Let's go ahead and listen back in. So
7: initially I was going to speak based on the 18-page document, and then I had an opportunity to kind of skim to the amendments that uh, uh, Senator Rodriguez has uh, represented. And um, although I I appreciate the effort in amending it, um, my question to you all is – um, the legality of enforcing detain ask, and it, it's a request detainer. So there is a difference between detainers and then an actual warrant that uh, federal immigration officials put out. Um, and I really worry about the precedent that we set in regards to starting here with this type of legislation. And it's a slippery slope that can lead us down to a path of actually targeting people like my daughter and myself. Um, the, the, the language is very subjective. The language is very subjective and law enforcement um, is very subjective in, in terms of how they arrest and, and hold people. So they, and I hate to say it, but most of our law enforcement does racial profiling. So there could be someone that is Irish that looks like this gentleman over there who could be undocumented, but he's not going to be profiled. But if you look at me, I'm going to be profiled because the assumption that most undocumented people are people that look like me. And just for the record, because I've spoke to some of the senators earlier, I would Ask you and implore you to use the term undocumented because no human is illegal. And while I was here speaking on behalf of people that are undocumented, the term that uh, Mr. Gruders is not here, but if you could just pass it along to him, he was using the term illegal, illegal, illegal as describing human beings. And no human being is illegal. Um, Thank we are you humans. And immigration well, I just want to say the,
4: the reason for using the term illegal, because the federal statutes and before uh, the immigration issue that we have before us today, the official designation, if you are here and uh, you are here uh, undocumented, you are an illegal alien if you don't have the proper paperwork uh, to be here. So we'll try and listen to one more, and then we'll get in our next break.
14: John and you're waving against? And also Barbara Devane, uh, Florida Now, you're waving against?
4: That's the National Organization All of right. Women. I thought Barbara might get up to speak, but she didn't.
14: Student waving against? Laura Hernandez, uh, who is speaking against? or No, excuse me, waving against? All right. Uh, next is, uh, is that... Uh, Nevi Lopez? Neri. Okay. And uh, you are speaking against? Welcome.
17: Uh, Hello. One minute,
14: please, uh, for the respect of others.
17: Uh, First and foremost, I want to acknowledge we are on indigenous Seminole land. My name is Neri, and I live in Miami, Florida. I'm a Mexican immigrant woman and a student in my last semester of undergrad. I am here today urging you to vote against SB 168. It's a violation of our basic human rights, and my family and friends would be affected by this bill and criminalized. Families every day flee their home for a better life, and this bill would terrorize communities and separate families. I urge to oppose this bill because I am directly affected in fear of my safety. I want to be able to graduate college and be with my family who have sacrificed their lives to give my siblings and I an accessible education to contribute to the prosperity of this country. All right. Thank
14: you. Thank you very much.
17: All
4: Next right, uh, let's reel it in, Bill Bunkley here, the Bill Bunkley Show. You've been hearing testimony on Senate Bill One Sixty Eight, as you can see, very controversial piece of legislation before the Florida Senate. Give you a little idea of what's happening here. Um, the um, the what I call the experts, and I call myself one of the experts, the advocates that work in Tallahassee full time. This is a bill that's brought forward by Senator Joe Gruters uh, from Sarasota. Um, Whatever happens in this committee, whatever amendments are filed, whatever testimony is given, this bill is going to pass out of this committee. And the fact that you have Republican leadership, both in the Florida House and the Senate, that's conservative, uh, odds are that this bill is going to make it through the process. So... In that, that's why you're seeing and hearing a disproportionate amount of those who are passionately pleading against the bill because the, the leaders of various organizations that have put together these citizens to come to Tallahassee, they know that uh, this particular committee uh, is not going to have the votes to sustain their point of view. They also know that this is a tremendous opportunity for the press that covers the committee meetings. Uh, For those who are testifying, it's giving the opportunity for uh, those that are pleading the case about families, pleading the case about uh, family separation, all of those issues that are part of the defense issues of the left in terms of those here. And I just have to tell you, uh, they are all human beings. It has nothing to do with a civil designation of whether someone's legal or illegal. Uh, God recognizes all of who we are talking about here, yes, as all human beings. And uh, all have uh, certain rights. Now, that divide comes down between the civil governments and the church. So, with that... Um, this is probably going to wrap up here in a few moments. We've got to take a break and uh, check in with uh, those wonderful sponsors who make it uh, possible for me to be with you this afternoon. What we'll do is uh, we probably won't go back to the committee meeting and because uh, it's just going to kind of uh, play out here. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. Uh, final comments on this when we come back. Plus, a very, very heartbreaking story out of Houston, and it has to do with the Southern Baptist Convention and their individual churches. That and more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go don't go away. I'll be right back.
8: This is the
16: latest from SRN News.
15: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is assailing Democrats over faltering border security negotiations, Mr. Trump spoke to reporters Monday at the White House at an event attended by local sheriffs. He says construction on a border barrier is already underway, but he says if Democrats were up against people who want to allow criminals in our society. Border security negotiations stalled over the weekend over Democratic demands to limit the number of migrants whom federal authorities can detain. In Battle Virginia, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax has lost several staff members after two women accused him of sexual assault. And much of the state's political establishment called for him to resign. Two of his three state staffers resigned, as well as the director and the fundraiser of his political action committee. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 53 points. The Nasdaq rose 10. The S&P advanced 2. Oil down 31 cents to close at 52.41 a barrel. More on these
9: stories at SRNNews.com. The opioid crisis is destroying our families. How can the faith community be part of a solution? Join the discussion at a free event, the opioid crisis and our community, and how the faith community can get involved. Thursday morning, 8 a.m. at Anone United Methodist Church in Largo. Organized by Focus, a collaborative planning team of religious professionals and social service providers committed to working throughout Pinellas County on behalf of children and families. Register today at jwbpinellas.org calendar.
2: Love is a concept, an idea a thought. But what does love look like? Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. St. Augustine observed this about love. It has hands to help others, feet to hasten to the poor and needy, eyes to see misery and want, ears to hear the signs and sorrows of me. That is what love looks like. I think he's saying that love is active. It has movement and motion. Oscar Hammerstein put it this way, love isn't love till you give it away. That sounds a little corny these days, but Hammerstein is right. Love doesn't exist alone or in a vacuum. It's only alive in a relationship. Give love away.
0: Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at
9: insight.org. You dropped big money on a billboard because the rep told you you'd get a gajillion impressions every day. But let's do the math. Maybe 50,000 people drove past your billboard. Of those, maybe 1% actually fit your customer profile. Out of that 1%, maybe another 1% is actually in the market. And out of that 1%, 1% is ready to pull the trigger. Maybe. So how much did it cost you to acquire that customer again? Yeah. On the other hand, digital marketing through Salem Surround dramatically lowers your customer acquisition cost, taking you directly to qualified customers at the exact moment they are ready and eager to buy, rather than hoping they just happen to drive by and notice you. At Salem Surround, we take you directly to the sale, whether it's in Tampa or Tacoma, St. Pete or St. Louis. With Salem Surround, you sell more and spend less. Get the facts at surroundtampa.com.
11: We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash.
13: Auto glass. America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your
8: broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America.
12: Chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag?
6: What's a go bag?
4: It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency.
18: Guess we won't have to worry about it then.
12: Well, this is great. (laughs) I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know.
0: Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov slash kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
4: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, and glad to be with you this afternoon, 877-943-9673. And uh, if you've uh, joined us uh, in the past few moments, you know that uh, we have given you your first look at uh, what's happening in Tallahassee and your elective representatives considering legislation. This one is uh, enforcing federal immigration policy, uh, doing away with any kind of sanctuary city or county, and dealing with federal detainers of people who have already been arrested uh, that are in uh, a local jail and giving the federal government uh, the 48 hours to uh, uh, be able to come and take uh, custody or not of that person. So uh, this and many, many more pieces of legislation. We're going to keep you informed right here on the Bill Bunkley Show, something that uh, I believe no other talk show in the state of Florida uh, will do, and that's why I to remind you that if you have uh, friends or colleagues that would like to listen, you can always go to our website at Letstalkfaith.com. That's Letstalkfaith.com. Anywhere around the country, in the world, I guess. Click on the button for the live stream, and you can plug into uh, our daily Bill Bunkley show. And many people are doing that across the state. As uh, I'm getting back uh, to. Uh, uh, the microphone here after a 10-month um, medical leave of absence and looking forward to getting a word out that we are back. So we'll keep you posted on this bill this afternoon as it moves forward. 877-943-9673. want to move on to a story that I, um, I don't want to not report on. Well, I want to give a, just a little bit of background and kind of share the reaction, and that is uh... this story we have two stories one was from the main story is the houston chronicle that broke a story this weekend of sexual abuse uh... by member churches of the southern baptist convention and this comes in on the heels of uh, many many years of the reporting of the sexual abuse by priests and others in the catholic church and uh... the story that i uh... Parallel story in the Washington Post is what I want to uh, uh, sort of address this afternoon. Uh, Christine Phillips, along with Amy Wang, uh, reporting um, the title of this story is Pure Evil. Southern Baptist leaders confer- uh, condemn decades of sexual abuse revealed in an investigation. The story starts off very painfully for me. As a Southern Baptist. Over 20 years, the Houston Chronicle is saying that they have documented 700 victims. That's the headline of a, an investigation that has found years of sexual abuse per, uh, perpetrated by hundreds of Southern Baptist Church leaders, um, whether they are paid staff members or they are. Lay members. The Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio Express News reported that nearly 400 Southern Baptist Church leaders and volunteers have faced sexual misconduct allegations in the past two decades. As many as 700 victims, some as young as three years old, were sexually abused, some raped, some molested repeatedly, according to the report. The Washington Post goes on to say, but instead of ensuring that sexual predators were kept at bay, the allegation is the Southern Baptist Convention resisted policy changes, according to the Houston Chronicle. The victims accused the church leaders of mishandling their complaints, even hiding them from the public, while the majority of abusers have been convicted. Listen very carefully. The majority of abusers have been convicted of sex crimes and are registered sex offenders. The investigation also found that at least three dozen pastors, employees, and volunteers who showed predatory behavior still work at the churches. Now, let me, let me digress for a moment. There is a difference. There's not a difference in the heinous crimes. There's not a difference how despicable this is. There's not a difference between a Catholic church and a Baptist church in terms of anybody around any organized religion that uses that faith or that religion to take advantage of poor and in, 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 innocent sometimes defenseless individuals they need to they need to be exposed and prosecuted to the full extent of the law now let me just tell you one nuance that is a difference the catholic church is a hierarchical organization every catholic church is an official branch of the Roman Catholic Church. Now the difference is the Southern Baptist Convention does not own all the Southern Baptist churches. For instance, we have about three uh, 3,000 Florida Baptist churches which we cooperate with the Southern Baptist Convention. Got about a million Florida Baptists in Florida, but we have Three thousand member churches. We are not hierarchical. We each church voluntarily aligns with the Florida Baptist Convention, and then by way of that, the Southern Baptist Convention. So there is no top to down official supervision, if you will, like there is in the Catholic Church, because. The Catholic Church owns all of the all all of the all the priests. The employees are de facto members of the main church. Southern Baptist life. That's not the case. That's not to say that Southern Baptist Convention, in order for a church to be a participating church, has to be in good standing. And uh, when Southern Baptist Convention learns of these improprieties, along with the leadership of the local, local church, there is a responsibility. And certainly there's always more to be done. So in light of that, um, I want to tell you that this report, I know so many of our leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention, the Florida Baptist Convention, I know myself this is a, this is a, a stain by just a handful of people that stings and it is a, it is a situation where believe me God will not be mocked and if there is anybody listening to the sound of my voice who is struggling in the, in these areas of uh, pedophilia struggling in the area of uh, sexual abuse with with fellow colleagues at uh, not only at our any Southern Baptist Florida Baptist Church but anywhere but I want to tell you stop desi- cease and desist and, and and stay away from our children stay away from our vulnerable adults and I know that leadership, J.D. Greer, who is president of the Southern Baptist Convention, I mean, many of us know his heart. He's just stunned. I mean, his words were pure evil. He had more to say. But now that we have this facing us, it is now for us to be very upfront. J.D. Greer said, we must admit our failures, that is, Southern Baptist churches and leadership, as the churches, and that we must put these survivors in a place, in a position, where they were forced to stand alone and speak, and we should have been fighting for them. His pain is, is that during these years, when these incidents come up, we will do more in the area of victim. Advocacy. advocacy. JD said, quote, Those victims, their courage is exemplary and prophetic. But I grieve that their courage was necessary. And we have more than forty seven thousand Baptist churches with fifteen million members all across the USA. And when J.D. Greer went on Twitter yesterday afternoon, I think he speaks for all of us, we just feel broken. It was a heinous error. He said to apply Baptist doctrine in a manner that would in any way enable any kind of abuse. He goes on to say, the abuses described in this Houston Chronicle article are pure evil, as I mentioned. I join with countless others who are currently weeping with those who weep. J.D. called for a pervasive change within the denomination, including taking steps to prevent abuse, fully cooperate with all legal authorities when people report abusive behavior, and to help survivors recover. Now, he didn't elaborate as what those steps would look like, according to the Washington Post, but to say that change begins with feeling the full weight of the problem. He admitted that the church has not listened to abuse victims as they should. He added, we, the leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention, should have listened to the warnings of those who tried to call attention to this. I, he's our president, current president, I am committed to doing everything possible to ensure we never make these mistakes again. Russell Moore, my counterpart with the National Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, said the revelations are alarming and scandalous and paint a stark portrait of the depravity of those who use their positions of power to prey on the defenseless, all under the guise of faith. Nothing is worse than the use of the name of Jesus to prey on the vulnerable or to use the name of Jesus to cover up such crimes, Moore wrote. He added church life has fueled the undue shame of the survivors of such abuse. Moore has called on churches to immediately report possible instances of sexual abuse of children and adults In all of this, the church should deal openly with what has happened in the church while caring for all those who were harmed. No one who has committed such offenses should ever be in the ministry area where such could even conceivably happen again. And so I want to echo the comments of Southern Baptist Convention President J.D. Greer and my colleague Russell Moore of the ERLC. We will, we will have to live with this shameful revelation. We will have to do more to wake up and to make sure that safeguards are implemented. I'm reminded of our Trail Life USA as I was in, involved with the forming of that a couple of years ago. I mean, keep in mind, as far as our scouts are concerned, never but never in a restroom or anywhere else is one adult allowed to be one-on-one anywhere in the woods, anywhere in a car, anywhere in a bathroom, one-on-one with any of our kids, of our trail life kids. You add that, that protections that have to happen in the workplace among church staff members, upon lay people coming to volunteer. There's a lot of things that can be implemented. But remember, it has to be the individual Baptist church. It can't be implemented up and down the entire spectrum like the Catholic church because each church is an independent entity. So I look forward to Southern Baptist uh, guidance, minimal conditions for a church to be affiliated in these areas and if a church doesn't want to comply then they won't be affiliated well I'm Bill Bunkley I hope today has been informative sad note indeed to end it on but it's one I want to be totally transparent until tomorrow at 4 I'm Bill Bunkley hope to see you then God bless and good night